0: So today we have Cheryl I love joining us. Cheryl is a writer, author, speaker, and retired physical therapist. She is also a second degree black belt in the ancient Japanese martial art based on the art of the ninja. She has a podcast, a phenomenal podcast called The Femininja, which is based on helping to restore human dignity one person at a time and helping people of all ages unleash their personal power. I think Cheryl is just a phenomenal person with so much to share and that her book um, Forever Overfit and flexible, which I am going to get you to sign before you leave. Of course. I can't believe I didn't f- sign that. I'm so embarrassed. Well, I kind of ordered it off of Amazon. Oh, and well, then that would explain it. <laughs> that's... If you didn't have them to sign up there, then yes. that's fine. <laughs> so thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's yeah. just a thrill to be here. And you're one of my favorite people. Oh, so. Thank you. We'll back at you. And this is actually um, my our first interview for Healing Ground Movement. And I couldn't yeah. think of anyone better who has had oh. such a wonderful history with movement, both in her own self-study mm. as well as um, in your background as a physical therapist. And you didn't mm. mention Feldenkrais which I never know if I'm saying it right. Yeah, you said in Christ. That uh, and Pilates mm-hmm. that it has been um You've helped me and my body phenomenally, and I know you've helped many others. Thank you. Thank you for coming.
1: Oh, I'm glad to be here. And I got to tell you, uh, you know, it's been a really interesting journey, as you know, because I know you've had your own issues too, as far as, um, you know, your health and your healing and stuff. But uh, mine actually started probably when I was in my mid 30s, when I ended up being uh, rendered a chronic pain patient for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And what started out as just mild discomfort in my back, my low back, you know, that I just all tried to stretch it out. First yeah. I tried to ignore it and that didn't work out. Well, you well, know, we,
0: we always try that move yeah. first. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it never does work, does it? No, no. So then it went from being just minor irritation to, like, really sharp, stabbing pains mm-hmm. in my back. And eventually, in just a few months, uh, I could barely walk. I couldn't move. I was just incapacitated. And unfortunately, I was not a physical therapist at the time. I was a respiratory therapist. So I knew an awful lot. I always forget about that part. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> I forget about that, too, <laughs> yeah. but it's been in there. Um, so I knew an awful lot yeah. about cardiopulmonary and you know respiratory health. But as far as musculoskeletal, you know, I didn't know anything. And mm-hmm. I was relying on other people to
0: help me, to fix me, to heal me. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out very well. Well, when you don't know what you don't know, you really have to go on the advice and guidance of those around you. Right. And- and you- we desire to put ourselves in the hands of others. But Mm -hmm. really, the the self-knowledge and self-study is the best way to know what's going on in your body. Right.
1: And you know, we do sometimes have to rely on the professionals. Absolutely. Because they know more than we do. Mm -hmm. But then you have to be able to have that understanding that you have an intrinsic understanding and knowledge of your own body. But that kind of gets lost when you are in pain, especially. It just like scrambles your brain and you don't know where to turn. And all you want to do is to get out of pain. But if you can start learning that process of awareness of not only your external environment but your internal environment and Mm -hmm. how you're feeling when you're moving certain ways and when you do have those little glitches and aches and pains the more you know the more information
0: you can take to the healthcare providers of your choice absolutely because none of us are ever a protocol right and then we definitely have to come back around so with all of that experience of um you know, having a a history and a medical background, Mm -hmm. but also coming up across this place in pain. The question that I always Mm -hmm. want to start with is, when did movement first become fun for you? I mean. Wow, that's a great (laughs) question. Um, That's an awesome question.
1: I have to say, even when I was a, a kid, you know, I, I'm not one of these, I wasn't one of these kids that was athletic or, you know, sports oriented. My two older sisters kind of were. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad taught me how to ski when I was nine years old. Oh, cool. And I absolutely fell in love with skiing mm-hmm. because there was something about it that was absolutely so liberating. That was back in the day. It was a while back. Kidding, and you were skiing out on the East Coast, too. Uh-huh. Because right?
0: we're all Colorado-based here. But uh-huh. we're on, yeah. 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 I yeah. learned <laughs> how to
1: ski on bulletproof ice in the Allegheny Mountains <laughs> in Pennsylvania. But I didn't know any better so i thought it was great and what a place to fall in love with it too i know really yeah. and what a wonderful place to learn how to carve your turns it's true you we know. have it easy here oh i know i'm not a
0: skier i'm just talking at a turn well i no. quit about 10 years ago but that's okay
1: <laughs> but i just fell in love with the the idea of almost like you were dancing down the slope oh, until I you hit that ice that. <laughs> well
0: okay yeah, yes until the end but on it was on the stuff, that's beautiful yeah and there
1: weren't that many people on the slopes either we had something called um night skiing <laughs> oh boy that was a trip because it was pretty darn cold but It was so peaceful. It was so quiet, and you know, my dad would go off and ski, you know, with his buddies, and then he ended up on the ski patrol. Mm -hmm. So it was just so nice to be alone and just to enjoy playing with the skis and the snow and everything. And then I discovered ballet when I was in college, and I didn't go willingly. Mm -hmm. One of my cousins (laughs) wanted me to, you know, come to ballet class with me, and I thought, okay, you're out of your mind. I'm not going to start dancing when my 19. I was 19 or 20, and she literally showed up at my dorm room one morning with an extra pair of uh, tights and a leotard and says, you're coming with me. I was like, okay, I'll come and I'm going to hate it. And I fell in love with that. Don't you love those loud signs you can't ignore? You know, <laughs> but I get them a lot and I always ignore them. You've got to be very, very impressed with my incredible, incomparable stubbornness.
0: <laughs> well, if there's one thing I know about you, it's stubbornness mm-hmm. that maybe we both share. I
1: think that's why we get along so well. I think well. so too. But, uh, no. <laughs> we understand each other's mindset.
0: <laughs> but then you bring people into your life that appreciate your stubbornness and do that extra little bit to get you out of your own way
1: that's well and i need that sometimes i think we all do i need that two by four across the head and you know push in in a different direction so that's really when i fell fell in love with it because like i said i didn't like exercise and i like to tell Mm -hmm. people that i'm a physical therapist i'm a recovering physical therapist
0: (laughs) but i'm a pt that hates exercise and thinks that chocolate is food i agree I'm a DC who hates exercise and thinks that chocolate is food. There you go. This is our confession, live. Yeah. We won't edit this part out. Well, don't tell anybody this. Okay, oh, sh- no, this a will definitely secret. not go on the internet. I <laughs> yes, promise. <right. laughs>
1: but yeah. look at us, because yeah. we're both healthy, mm-hmm. active, yes. vibrant, and we do what we love. <laughs> and I think that's the key that I want people to, to get and that's what I try and impress in my book is that it's not about going to the gym three times a week because mm-hmm. ugh, you know yeah. that just does not make me smile that does not fill my heart with joy but there are so many things out there that we can do that really resonate with us and we're all different so you know what works for you won't work for me won't work for the other person but we all have to just explore
0: you know, Absolutely. And find out where our passion is. Wonderful. Well, and I love the way you, you talked about skiing, about dancing down the slopes, mm-hmm. and then dancing and ballet becoming your passion. And then I imagine that movement of ballet and <laughs> dance weaves very beautifully into becoming a ninja. Kind of, yeah. Tell us it a little did. bit more about that process.
1: Oh, well, ninja, that's another thing that I did not go willingly. <laughs> um, they literally, my sense, they had to drag me onto the mat, <laughs> kicking and screaming, and not in a good way. And he was actually my acupuncturist before he became my sensei. And that's how the relationship started. And finally, after three years of him Mm -hmm. nagging me, you know, wanting me to get on the mat and train with him, I finally capitulated that it's like, okay, I'm going to try it just (laughs) to prove to you how much I'm going to hate it. You're not stubborn at all. I take it back. No, not at all. (laughs) So I didn't hate it. I fell in love with it. And I fell in love with the art, the training, and I really fell in love with the sense of empowerment that I got from the training. But it was the exact polar opposite of ballet because you know with ballet you're up you're extended you know you're on your toes yeah. and in martial arts you're down your your weight is lower your center of gravity is lower your joints
0: are bend you know they're yeah, more in a flexed position I never thought about them as such yeah. position I see so much dance and movement in martial arts and this is I you know I, I, I can't dance, so this is me just looking. But um, the the grace and movement of dance and the grace and movement of martial yeah. arts, I just kind of always, in my mind's eye, saw them as so complementary. But I love what you are saying about their mm-hmm. opposition and how, how you <laughs> – embody the positions differently.
1: The philosophy and the approach Mm -hmm. is the same. Mm -hmm. You know, as a lot of the movement arts that really engage body, mind, and spirit. So that is very much the same. And the ability to move um, continuously and smoothly and with grace and strength and make it look
0: effortless is exactly the same. I think that's the part I always got stuck on was making it look effortless. Yeah, well, (laughs) and that's
1: still, it's still a struggle in ballet too, but but it's something to, to work toward. But the funny thing is, I had never done any kind of dance that involved kicking, screaming, yelling, and slamming bodies to the ground. So that was really hard to wrap my head around. And the, oh God, the level of anxiety, (laughs) you know, and i just kind of wrapped it up. And so that was really hard. And once I finally started to get comfortable with the movement patterns and with men attacking me, Um, And it's something to get comfortable with. Or maybe not. uh, Eventually (laughs) I did get comfortable with it and learned to like it, but that (laughs) took a while. But, you know, eventually you just, you, you learn to go with the flow. Wonderful. You know, and you just get that sense of, okay, I can do this, the confidence. However, I still had that, I, I knew my center, and mm-hmm. I knew how to move from my center. But my center was so high from ballet class oh, that yeah. all the guys would have to do is just in my direction, and I'd just drop like a stone. So I actually went out of my comfort zone again and started taking modern dance Interesting. And do you find that that's dropped into a lower center? Much more so. And it's a lot more organic and more visceral, like martial arts. And I was, at that time, I was probably 48 or 49, maybe even 50 at that point. And I had never had any modern dance in my entire life. So there I go, the little bunhead walking into this (laughs) modern dance class. And the teacher says, oh, come on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm like, okay. She says, it'll be a perfect class for you. It was their company class. And what does that mean, the company class? The company. The dance company company (laughs) company class. So these are professional dancers and I thought, Oh hey, thanks, (laughs) this is gonna work out really well. So I looked like an idiot, but that was all right. You know, I knew some of the women that would come and take ballet class. But I learned then to get low and to get that center of gravity and learn to flow and do some of the movements without the added distraction of having a body coming at me and wanting to attack me. So that was kind of nice. Let's well, get to simplify sometimes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> take away that little variable. So, but one day it was so funny because she had taught us this combination. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I was standing there on the middle of the floor and all the other dancers were walking out. And I said, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. Look at what she showed you. And I went through the whole thing and I added the elbow strike and the kick and the turn and it ended up with a throw. And all of them were just looking at me going, you look so sweet. We wouldn't have expected
0: it. So you turned the, you saw the parallel of the combination and added the martial arts along with it, and it became the it same thing. It was the same thing. Oh, how it fantastic! It was absolutely the same thing. I love it. You have all of these different pieces coming together, and really, what I'm hearing is that. This use and this fluidity in your body—it has such diversified applications. Absolutely, as you own the movement within yourself.
1: Absolutely, and mm-hmm. you can take it and apply it to every single thing you do, whether it's you know yoga, tai chi, um, skiing, basketball, mm-hmm. you know tennis, anything and everything that you do that's physical. Plus, it ratchets it up—at least your your ability, your skill level—because you're actually engaging that mind-body connection, and it gives you a whole new. Awareness. Awareness of what you're doing and you don't get injured as much or as easily.
0: That's phenomenal. I mean just knowing where I where you are in space is the first step. Amen. But I like and it just it ties back to what you were saying about um, the hating exercise but finding this movement that is fun. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that it, it doesn't need to be this I'm going to do my cardio for 30 minutes. And right. I'm going to do my weightlifting for 30 minutes unless you think to you that's what fun movement is mm-hmm. and I know many people who do. Oh but, I do too. But that you can apply it anywhere and you're still getting mm-hmm. exercise and you're still getting mm-hmm. health within your your body. Mm I love it. Well, so I know that you're currently growing a community of of support for people to find their voice and stand their ground, finding Mm -hmm. that deeper center. Mm -hmm. How did you get there from the beginnings as a PT? How did you flow there? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's really an interesting question.
1: Oh, how did I, how did that work? I was so deeply involved Mm -hmm. in the lifelong learning process like you are as well. And along the way, uh, along with the ballet and the martial arts and Pilates, I discovered something called Feldenkrais. Mm-hmm. And, and give a
0: little synopsis of what Feldenkrais
1: it is. Feldenkrais is a highly sophisticated form of neuromuscular re-education based on the scientific principle of neuroplasticity. Wonderful. Which simply means, as you know, yes. that we are capable, our nervous system is capable of learning new things and changing during the entire course of our lifetime. However... When I was in physical therapy school, and it wasn't really that long ago, I graduated in 96, we -hmm. were taught that this miracle of nature, this neuroplasticity, only existed in the human body, the human brain, until the age of 14, and then it just disappeared.
0: And I think when I got my doctorate, we were up to 27. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and that was only That's great. five years ago. Isn't that incredible? Which, I mean, of course, we know since then there's a lot of research coming out right. that says it never leaves. It we never. always have the chance to change our brain and change the way our bodies work. Yeah. But it's this whole arena is such a fast-changing place of study. So I love that back in the 90s, which to me will always be last year, but I guess it's I really like 20 I years know. ago, you were getting into this idea
1: of neuroplasticity. And I loved the idea. And Mm -hmm. the funny thing is Feldenkrais, it's kind of a funny name, but it's actually based on the guy who developed the system and the method which was Moshe Feldenkrais and he was born in i believe it was 1900 and then he died in 1983 okay. so he was way ahead of his time oh absolutely and he developed the method from a terrible knee injury that he had he experienced um, a really bad injury from playing soccer he was an athlete mm-hmm. and you know he kind of rehabbed it and then he would notice that just stepping off the curb his knee would t- you know turn or do something Buffle. funny yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the whole thing would start all over again. So for years he really struggled with this knee problem and the knee pain and stiffness, and to the point where it was really impacting his ability to move and his mobility. So (laughs) he went to so many therapists, You and this was back in probably the 1930s when this was going on, maybe the 40s, I don't know. But he was finally faced with surgery and he was told that the only thing they could do would be knee surgery. Now think about knee surgery back then. Think about knee surgery now. <laughs> and I don't even want to. Yeah. But, but back yeah. 100 then, years ago. Oh, yeah. Gee, what a nightmare. And he asked the surgeon, well, you know, how much, what's the success rate? And he says, eh, maybe 50 50 if you're lucky. And he's like, thank you very much. <laughs> and he left.
0: So Spartan he figured,
1: man. I know. So, and this is what I love about him and a lot of the different um, movement arts that I've studied along the way. Through this adversity came triumph. And came his own path. So he discovered a way to pay attention to how he moved, Mm -hmm. like foot placement, hip placement. So through this incredibly slow and tedious
0: process of self-awareness, he was able to heal his own knee. It's phenomenal. So often the challenge becomes the gift. It gives you the opportunity to slow down that you would never take in your everyday life. Right. And turn your awareness inward. And I love that he created... I mean, and anyone who hasn't engaged with Feldenkrais before, it's a phenomenal neuromuscular retraining.
1: But I'm glad (laughs) you said that because it does take time. It does. It's not overnight. It's not overnight, but yet when it happens, it's yours and you really own it. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between saying, give me this pill, you know, go ahead and do this surgery. And a lot of times if you have surgery, sometimes you end up having another surgery and then another. So to have that kind of... To me, that's truly empowerment and Mm -hmm. personal empowerment is being able to understand your own body and the sensations going through it and how to be able to heal it yourself. Phenomenal.
0: Yeah. And to
1: get help along the way Mm -hmm. from people who can just give you a boost, give you a boost like you do
0: but it becomes so much of the work is yours. Mm-hmm. The information and the resourcing comes from those that you find in your community, right. but the work is yours. And the responsibility is basic. Even more important, <laughs> the responsibility. Yes. So tell us about this project. Who who are you speaking to? What is What is this voice that you are cultivating?
1: I am trying to cultivate Mm -hmm. everybody finding their own true voice Mm -hmm. and their own true message, um, finding their own path to be able to stand their ground, find their voice, and again, discover your own true self. That sounds a little corny, and that's mm-hmm. something that comes from Feldenkrais, your own true self. And when I was going through the Feldenkrais training, which is a four-year-long program, I swore, I says, I will never say some of these phrases that all the Feldenkrais people say. And it was like, oh no, I'm saying it now. <laughs> but it turns out he was right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Once again, there's that stubbornness coming through. <laughs> but when you know yourself and mm-hmm. you can find your own true path, uh, Moshe also used to call it, living your avowed dream. Say that one more time, your avowed dream? Your avowed dream. Wow. Because mm-hmm. everybody has their own true path Absolutely. and what makes them whole and completely human. Mm-hmm. And again, as we said, we're all different. Yes. And if you're walking a path that really doesn't belong to you, mm-hmm. then you're, you're not fulfilled. You're not happy. You're not healthy. Yes. So if you can get back on track, and I, I really believe that a lot of things that happened to me along the way with my back pain and a couple of the other things, as you know, that you know I was assaulted when I was in my 40s, and that's mm-hmm. how I ended up in martial arts. But I really believe that the, all those things that happened set me up for my own true path so that I can be a mouthpiece, and I can share
0: this to other people. And it's like, If I could do it, anybody could do it. (laughs) And I love that sense. And you're really just walking the path that we described with Feldenkrais earlier is that you are owning your journey and you're owning your truth. And when you have that kind of um, self-possessed nature, Mm -hmm. not only do you get the benefits of that struggle, but you have the wisdom to share. Mm -hmm. And, And I want to... Uh, share the message of hope mm-hmm. to other people who,
1: because everybody's got their history. Yes, life is full of hits, and we do not get out through this little game of life mm-hmm. without our own fair share. Yes, and what you do with those hits, and how you recover from them, and the flexibility, which is another thing that I got from martial arts and Feldenkrais, because Feldenkrais was a judo expert. So oh, a I lot of that. oh yeah, he oh. was the first um, non-Asian. The first European to earn a black belt in judo,
0: Fantastic. and from
1: the guy who created, you know, created the yeah
0: the whole the, the whole, whole thing. judo thing. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. But yeah. but I like um, just to kind of draw you back that what you said is that we all take our hits and we all mm-hmm. have our moments and and you had you were sort of I don't know the sentiment of anyone can do it and everyone is going mm-hmm. to have their journey mm-hmm. it's it's not this hero's journey of look at me how much I got knocked down right it's we're all we're all toiling in this together right and let's find the resources that we need that's
1: another thing what I'm mm-hmm. doing with this community mm-hmm. is to try and tie people into those um, resources yeah. And to create that cross-reference, like I called it my
0: Ninja All-Stars, yes, which you are it. one of
1: my Aww. all-stars. That was,
0: I, that's one of my favorite clubs to be part of. Was, <laughs> it's such a fun group, and what brilliant ladies. ladies. I finally are, get to meet one of them oh, next week. Well, aside from Ashley. Yeah. But yeah. But, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: Uh, but, yeah, and <laughs> you are so brilliant, each one of you. And each one of you have had your own struggles and have been able to recover from that and come onto the other side. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that there's not going to be another hit in the future? Absolutely. Absolutely not. But you've got enough resources now to handle them. So this is the message that I want to share to people who might be feeling hopeless, Mm -hmm. who might be feeling at their wits end to never give up. There's always a way there is always a way to recover from whatever it is that you're struggling with, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, psychological, financial, relationships, you name it, there is always another way. So you're never at a dead end.
0: I love it. And I think that's a message that is so pertinent and so necessary these days. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are struggling with mental, emotional, and physical dead ends and just not being sure where to turn. And so much of the answer is to find resources Mm -hmm. and turn inward.
1: And to Mm -hmm. be able to move through it.
0: Yes. Don't stop.
1: Yeah. Don't stop. Keep
0: moving. Journey had it right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Don't stop. But (laughs) any kind of physical movement is going to help you mentally and cognitively Mm -hmm. work through problems. Like any time that you really feel stuck, Mm because you I know, I'm preaching to the choir. (laughs) But for the listeners, any time that you do feel stuck, Mm -hmm. just stop what you're doing. Go outside. Take a walk around the block. You know, do a little jig in your kitchen, sit on a ball, bounce around a little bit, do something. And all of a sudden, you're going to work through a lot of those blocks. Some of the best solutions I ever came up with to problems that I was having Mm -hmm. was when I was practicing my Kihon in my own living room.
0: And moving through it. Exactly. Well, and so much of the resources resources today are saying, what if I could tell you something that would improve your overall health, make you Mm -hmm. live longer, make you Mm -hmm. think better, make you a happier person, and you only had to do it three times a week. And, of course, the answer is exercise. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the real answer is move. Yeah. And it's just a resource that is at our fingertips, and we don't we don't know how to change. Yeah. So this kind of dovetails into it, but what would you like to see change in the way people see themselves, in the way that people use their voice? What's the change that you want to enact?
1: I would really like to impact people's self-image mm-hmm. and the way they see themselves. I even wrote a poem, um, this was several years ago, and the poem was actually for a friend of mine who was mm-hmm. much younger than me, and she to listen to her diss on herself and the way she would talk about herself, and it was horrible. And she was a beautiful young woman. So after an incredibly painful phone conversation with her one evening, I hung up the phone. I was like, "This has got to stop." And when I went to bed, I woke up and I just had an idea. So I started writing this poem. You know, if mm-hmm. I could, see, if you could see what others, you know, if I could see what yeah. others see, whatever. So the whole point was, if she could only see herself through someone else's eyes. So I wrote this poem, and then after it was done, I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, you just wrote is, your <laughs> yeah, this is for me. Oh, and I just want people. Especially women. Mm -hmm. The guys do it too. Yeah, we're 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 much better at it, but how (laughs) we beat ourselves up and some of the things that we tell ourselves—they're lies. Yeah, and eventually, even if we're just knocking ourselves—you know—self-deprecation in jest, Mm -hmm. our nervous system, as you know, is taking in that information. It's logging it just like a computer, and eventually, it's going to believe it, and all of those things are going to come true. So please tell yourself. Positive messages, and be kind to yourself. So that's a big, big message.
0: Well, that's true, because it's, it's practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Right. Whatever you're putting in, yeah. you're taking into your heart. Excellent. Wow. Yeah. Well, wonderful. I'm so excited for this community. Does it have a name? Does it have a place and a home yet, or is that coming The community? Forward? Yes. I'm still thinking, because it is based on The Femininja,
1: mm-hmm. which is my podcast. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to change it to The Ninja Project uh, or The Ninja Community. Mm-hmm. I do have now... A Facebook page. I don't know wonderful. if you saw that. Uh, it's Yay. the Femininja page. Oh,
0: I'll go and like it right after uh, this.
1: Thank you, and everybody, go like it. Yes. I've got some really wonderful things on it. I've got some fun stuff. I have a few ninja tips. I've got some videos. And as a matter of fact, right before I came in this this afternoon, mm-hmm. I saw something on another person's page that I follow. I think it's called the uh, Damsel. No, I can't remember the. I can't remember I had something about the females in defense I but oh, it's a great site the damsels in defense that's not the one oh, cuz that's okay. yeah no oh, it's uh, okay. someone who actually I knew he was a friend of my sisters, my mm-hmm. younger sisters from Pennsylvania, and he's a martial artist. And he and his sister created this group where they do go around the country, even teaching self defense classes for women. Oh, so phenomenal! For all of you ladies who are listening to this, please do take a self defense class, and don't take just one. Keep on taking them. Keep your skills sharp. But it was this article about you know children and the predators out mm. there, and my podcast that was published. Today was actually about um, a woman who had been sexually abused by her gymnastics coach. My goodness! And 15 years later, mm-hmm. she was able to get him imprisoned. Wonderful! So a lot of positive stuff, yeah. and just you know, I know that's not a positive story, but it had a great ending. It does, and it's, it's, it's about
0: courage. It is. It, it speaks to the courage and the the persistence and the, the continuing forward on a path, mm-hmm. however long it may unfortunately take, mm-hmm. and hopefully these things start to become a little bit more succinct, but yeah. she and, had mm-hmm. she had that endurance and that, that self-confidence exactly. in voice.
1: And that's another thing I want to do is to be able to offer some self-defense classes mm-hmm. through other people, a lot of different people, so women could experience several different styles and do it in a way that's really comfortable. No, it's gonna be a girls' night out, that uh-huh. type of thing. Um, I want to do something with the Femininja All-Stars, so <laughs> It's still kind of cooking awesome. in my brain, but but Yeah, wonderful. there's a lot that I've got going on. Yeah. It's a
0: very busy brain in here. I know that you've got a lot of different um, uh, pots on the stove, mm-hmm. and I know that you're working on your second book as well. I am. And tell us a little bit about that.
1: That one is going to be my memoir mm-hmm. about getting into <laughs> martial arts and being the only female in class. A lot of times I was the only one. The art that I studies studied is called Nimpo Taijutsu, and it's an obscure martial art. A lot of people have never heard of it before mm-hmm. because it's very traditional and very, I don't want to say elitist, but it's a it's a very different um, ordered, very ordered, very structured, <laughs> structured. So if are. you want, you know, to go to study martial arts and get a black belt, You probably don't want that art because it's going to take you at least eight years to do it. And it did take me 10 years. So the funniest part is because they did have to drag me on the mat, (laughs) kicking and screaming the whole way. And then my journey into from being terrified and so timid Mm -hmm. to being my sensei's first female black belt. Congratulations. (laughs) 10 years later.
0: So at the age of
1: 57, the timid little ballerina ended up being, like, you know, the warrior queen. So that's basically what the book is about. And I am going to share life's lessons and tips. Unless it's going to be too big of a book, I might have to break (laughs) it up. So it's going to be The Reluctant Ninja, How a Middle-Aged Princess Became a Warrior Queen.
0: I love it. I love the concept. And I think a lot of us in our own lives are reluctant ninjas and have a lot to learn from it. Yes.
1: Yes, we
0: we do. We do. We're all works in progress. Forever. But if we keep
1: an open mind, yeah. there's so much that we can do.
0: I think it's always fun to be a work in the progress. How boring would it be if there was nothing left to do? I don't know what I would do with my time. I'd well, probably sleep nothing. more. <laughs> nothing yeah. yeah, exactly. Nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, so um, the, your next ninja book is in the works, but it Forever is. Fit and Flexible is available on Amazon, I know, because that's it where It is I'm on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And where else can we find you? You can go onto my website,
1: which is just... Cherylilove.com so mm-hmm. easy enough remember there's no E at the end of I love even <laughs> I put one on sometimes just <laughs> out of habit um, you can find me on LinkedIn I love to connect with people on LinkedIn what? and you can also look me up on Facebook do go to um, my Femininja page because I'm really excited about that it's, oh, it's too. really growing I've only had it up for the past week and it, it's doing pretty well so far and I also have another one Cheryl I love international mm-hmm. and so that's a little bit more on the health and wellness side of things. Wonderful. And I am available, you know, for speaking events. I'm doing one right down the street tomorrow oh. at 7:30 in the morning.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. Very Thanks. nice. Okay. Speaking events and online. And one more question before I let you mm-hmm. go is where do you see a potential for a growth mindset every day in our lives? Uh, Give me a little bit more clarification. So if what we're looking for is that growth mindset of changing Mm -hmm. and engaging with our life, and we have these big picture journeys that we can go on, where do you see those opportunities in our everyday life to look a little bit more towards growth and a little bit less towards feeling stuck?
1: Opportunities are everywhere. Mm -hmm. From the moment you wake up and roll over in bed, even just that very act of rolling over sets you up for the day. So be kind to yourself. Be gentle to yourself. As you're getting ready to get up out of bed, do a little inventory. Mm -hmm. See how you feel and just be grateful that you woke up. It's going to be a beautiful day. Woke up this morning and it was like, yay! <laughs> There's four inches of snow on the ground and it's late May. May twenty
0: first in Denver. Yeah, not going to get but that it's anywhere like, else. Okay,
1: this is great. Yeah, how many people can say that? Yeah. and just you know, trying to keep that positive attitude and looking for opportunities because they are everywhere. And if you keep that that Inquisitive, that sense of Mm -hmm. interest and curiosity, you'll be amazed of what you're going to find. And a lot of that has brought me from the time I closed my practice, Mm -hmm. which was right across the street, two years ago, to where I'm at right now and sitting here with you. I couldn't have gotten here if I hadn't really taken a lot of chances and looked for those opportunities.
0: Wonderful. Well, you have definitely the the world that you were in when i met you two years ago in your pilates studio Mm -hmm. to uh published author and speaker and growing platform abundantly it's it's incredible what you've done in two years oh thanks thank you so much for taking you were
1: a really big part of it too you inspire me me. you really inspire me because i've
0: watched your journey too well it just goes to show you gotta surround yourself by like-minded people to keep you moving amen wonderful (laughs) well thank you for joining us here today okay thanks for Um, having me